What's up, RSL Nation? It's your boys Adele and the Baker with another podcast episode of Scarf Life. Did What's her? up, Baker? How you doing? Our, our intros are getting weirder and weirder by the minute. Well, I like them, though. I know. We got to... Just I, losing all of the followers we've worked so hard to get over the last year and a half. Both of them? All five of them. No, man. It's... Yeah. Uh, so I was listening to the Quickie. Which we did via YouTube, I think, or something or other. Distance we used recording. Mm-hmm. You say hi to me as I'm saying hi to RSL Nation. It yeah. might have been our most awkward intro ever. I, I actually pointed it out in the notes of the, of the quickie. You know what? At the end of the day, we're just a couple of dudes with a mic. A huge screen. I wish people could see this screen that we're sporting right now. Yeah. And an internet connection that's like uh, on and off again. No, the internet connection's fine from what I can tell. Hey. My name is Adele. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, I get confused for the singer. Okay. So today I'm going to sing. I'd prefer if you didn't. Most of our assolation would probably prefer if you didn't. I have a song. Dude, I'm trying. I, I want you to know, I tried very hard not to get him it to do like this. It goes like this. Oh my God, he's doing it. Zlatan Ibrahimovic was a Swedish hero. Now at LA Galaxy, he's just a freaking zero. Zero. Nailed it. Nailed it. Should I do it again? Please don't. Zlatan Ibrahimovic was a Swedish hero. Now with LA Galaxy, he's just a freaking zero. It's got a ring to it. I think we should sing it at the stadium. It's got a something to it, that's for sure. Should we just dive right into uh, this little short little list we got of uh, talking points, yes? I think that's what we're here to do, and that's what the last remaining listener, who is still here after listening to whatever that thing, that the assault, the assault on their ears... Um, Let's just get to it. Anyone with a connection to a recording studio, it's at, I mean, it's RS, the RSLNation at gmail.com. Yeah, that's, there There it is. Just listen. True. All right, RSLNation, here's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about the game we just played at the Los Angeles Galaxy. Uh, we're going to go into quite a bit of detail there, talk about what is happening with Nick Romando these days, not hearing much about him mm. until match day most days, it seems. And then we'll look forward to uh, our upcoming home game against Portland. Portland should be very confused playing on grass this Saturday. Well, they've been playing away all year, so they've they've probably the most consecutive games they've played on actual grass than in a very long time. So they might not have a home field advantage when they go home, is what you're saying. They might get gotten used to this whole grass thing. So last weekend, mm. RSL loses 2-1 two, two two at one. the Los Angeles Galaxy. Yep. Lots of talking points. Lots of talking points. Let's start with the one we covered in the post-match quickie. The one everyone in the world is talking about right now? No. No. You're talking about the Z word? Yeah. I'm talking about first versus second half performance first. Oh, I just thought we'd jump right into the most obvious thing, but way to subvert expectation. I respect that. I respect that. You know, when you become predictable, you might as well call it quits. Dude, I think we just got maybe that one follower back from when you were singing earlier. So that's how good that was. You and I fundamentally disagree on what happened in the first half. 
I mean, I think you fundamentally disagree with reality, um, it would seem. That's one way to put it. Uh, the first half was garbage. And after like or watching the highlights, looking at the timeline, you know, like looking at the first half, it's not even close to resembling a decent half of soccer. Don't get me wrong, not our worst, but that shouldn't be the bar. Well, okay, so th that's where the difference comes in. I am not, by any stretch of the imagination, saying we played a good first half. I am saying we played a much better half than most people are making it out to be. We had plenty of possession. Who's most people? Well, everyone I'm reading about. I, I don't think we had that much possession in the first half. I think I all th that came in the second half. I think we had plenty of possession. Well, let's, let's I think gander. we played the ball out of the back quite well. We did not create a lot of chances. And I will give you this. In the first half, our defense looked like Swiss cheese. Mm. There was holes everywhere. Justin Glad, in my opinion, was the worst performer of the first half. But I felt like we did okay. We kept the ball okay, considering. Again, this is not some kind of a benchmark. This is not some kind of a level that we need to attain to. All I'm saying is it was nowhere near as bad as most people make it out to be. Having said all of that, and I stated this in the post-match quickie, our salination, if you haven't had an opportunity, go back and listen to the post-match quickie. Those are always fun. They are. They're just raw. They're right after the game and emotions are still riding Sometimes high. they're a little too raw. Sometimes they are. No singing though, so maybe next time. But here's my other point. I think the second 45 minutes of that game was the best 45 minutes of soccer Real Salt Lake has put forth this entire season. What say you? Yeah, I mean, so once again, it you're grasp on the first I mean it's like so you go and talk about a bad defense you go and talk about chances conceded you go and talk about like a lack of attack and then you're like it wasn't as bad as most people like like those like what are you reading because that's all the things people are pointing out and everyone's just agreeing that that's not a good performance I'm and not you're reading anything I'm I'm saying I'm saying it was not as bad as people make it out to be. That's all I'm saying. I'm but no okay one's like saying like burn like it was a you know tire fire burn it all down. But it was like I'm pretty sure you said it cost us the game. You said uh -huh. verbatim right that the first half was a tire fire in the post match quickie. Yeah, once again, like I said, too raw. Um, <laughs> okay. Oh, are you walking back that statement? Are you no. agreeing with me? I'm definitely not agreeing with you. I think you. you are. No, it's it was a really, really bad first half. It wasn't as bad as people make it out. You keep saying that, and I don't know what you mean. It's So you, so you went and listed things that are very... Like, if I'm a, a an objective observer, mm -hmm. and you're listing a poor defense, chances conceded, shots on goal of... Like, let's be honest, we should have been down 2-0 at the first half. Mm. If, if, if LA is more clinical in their finishing, we're down 2-0. Fact. Okay. Uh... And everyone, everything I've read and seen points that out. Like, hey, RSL had a, had had these things occur in the first forty-five minutes, thus resulting in a bad first half. And all you're going is RSL had these things occurring. I don't, and it was not as bad as people make it out to be. Yeah. Once again, you keep saying that specific phrase, but you don't. You haven't really elaborated on it. That's all I'm saying. 
look, that's the one of the differences between myself and many uh, of the rest of the world. As Stephen Colbert once put it very uh, eloquently, I'm a gut man. I go with my gut. My gut tells me from what I saw in the first half, I felt okay. I felt walking out of the first half down 1-0, we were going to be okay. Okay, had we played the red, the second 45 the way we played the first game, you'd be sitting here talking about how bad of a game that was. Yes. Okay, so, all right, I'm done. You've literally broken my brain. Um, our, back in reality, RSL Nation, it was a very ugly first 45 minutes for Real Salt Lake. It was okay. Very ugly um, if you prescribe to, you know... A, a round earth and okay, can vaccinating we agree your that we're kids. Not agree on the first half, and if anyone's still listening, uh, maybe we got that one person back right now. You tell us your opinion. Let's talk about the second forty-five. I stated best forty-five minutes we have played all season long. It was a good forty-five. Do you was it find very... me a, what's a better forty-five we've played this year? I mean, I would argue that the first half against FC Cincinnati was pretty great. It was a much lesser opponent. You're right. Yeah, but okay. yeah, but that was like as far as how RSL looked. I think we looked way more dangerous in those first forty-five than we did in the second forty-five of. If not adjusted for opposition, I might agree with you. Sure, but that's that's the thing. You like you can only play the team in front of you. Right. Like we can't substitute teams. Uh, as far as our guys doing what they were supposed to do, I would argue that the FC Cincinnati game is an example where maybe you could make the case that 45 minutes was better. Um, let's see. I thought we as a unit looked cohesive. I thought we looked comfortable on the ball. I thought Albert was doing Albert things, which mm. we haven't seen in a while. Well, we have seen in the last game, but we have not seen consistently in a while. In um, Orlando, too, the first 45 minutes against Orlando at home were very good. Right. And... Um, yeah, overall second half was was very good, which gets us right into the elephant in the room, or the the, the Swedish fish in the room. Got him! Got him! That should be it. Shots fired. That should be a. If anyone is making TFO a crew, Swedish fish, Swedish run with fish. it. There's something not, there. Not just any fish. Remember when? Well, actually, you might not remember. I don't remember because I never had them, but I read a lot of reviews. It was. When they made the uh, diet or gluten-free Swedish fish or something. Can't say I'm familiar with that. It was basically giving everyone the runs. Huh. Yeah, as soon as they have them. It, it was a whole thing. Uh, like I said, I never had them, but I read a whole thing about them. Maybe that's a good uh, that's a good TIFO. A diet Swedish fish or sugar-free or what, whatever the bad Swedish fish is. I'm sure we can pull it up somehow. So, the Swedish fish in the room. Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Right. Is that there was... any debate amongst... Let's just talk amongst our soul nation. If you're not our soul nation, I need you to tune out for just a second. Come back in 10 minutes. Is there any debate amongst our soul nation? Zlatan Ibrahimovic is the biggest... D-bag. Uh, yeah, how do I say that politely? Douchebag in the league. I get it. Mm -hmm. he, here's what people often confuse. They say, well, he's really good. Okay. Right. You can be really good at soccer mm -hmm. and also be a huge douchebag. Apt. Apt observation. And I think he is that rare combination. 
It's like Swedish fish. While you talk, I'm going to look up the Swedish fish. I tried looking it up. I couldn't find anything on Google. Uh, anyway, yeah. That's that's neither here nor there. Um, he... I think I said something along the, the, what I'm about to say in the post-match quickie. It's there are two types of Zlatan Ibrahimovic comments. There's the first where he's like, it, it's the act, it, it's the performance, it's the thing that people tune in to watch and, and, and you know, pays the bills and it, it's the, the print ad, you know, mm-hmm. you're welcome MLS or whatever. Um, and then there's a second comment and it's the, the second type where it's like, it's, you know, a disrespect for the game, it's a disrespect for other competitors, it's a disrespect for other players, it's a disrespect for like just protocol and the game and gamesmanship. Um, and I think that's what we saw with the whole Netum thing. And I mean, yeah, it's just, it's dumb, it's gross. Um, I, so like, I, I look at the entire like series of events and there's that the horse collar where Zlatan gets his gets his yellow, where he I mean, just basically, I can see how some people want that to be a red. Right. I get that. Um, I can also see how it's not a red, which you know, it yeah, it is what it is. It makes sense. Um, you talk yeah, you're talking specifically about that one. Which play are you talking about? That the, the, the well, the play where he got the yellow. Okay. Where the where he. You know, kind of horse collars right. uh, Netum essentially, and just yeah, just drags him down for you know lack of a better word, and then gets in his face and is trying to argue and you know right. all that good stuff. Um, when was that? So yeah, the sixtieth minute. It's when Zlatan gets his yellow for unsporting behavior. Right. Um. And then you know that's that's the end of that. Uh, and then Zlatan, in I think something like the 80th minute, gets that that second goal, the go-ahead goal. Yes. I mean, just taps it in. No, no, no defenders around him, and is screaming into Nedim's face, and yeah. is just like all all up in his grill. And once again, you could like. It got to the point where I could see that very easily being a yellow card. Right. Um, having calmed down a bit, you gotta stop with the Swedish fish, man. Having calmed down a bit since the game, and if the situation was reversed, I would be pretty angry. First of all, I'd be pretty angry if an Arsenal player did that. Right. But you know, it's a passionate sport, and I get it. If we had gotten a second yellow for taunting or whatever you want to call that, I'd be like, well, that's that's dumb. You know, yeah. I'm glad that the official got in there. I'm glad that the official, you know, got between them and he split them up and he made them walk away. Um, I can see why he doesn't give the second yellow. Why? Because that's a really weird second yellow. It is. It, it's... You, you think it would have been a soft... Yeah, that taunting and screaming and and the 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 quote unquote mental game, from my understanding, happens quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's you know, I think it was very like you can look at the pictures like like Nedim's like rolling his eyes and Zlatan's veins are getting ready to pop out of his eyeballs. Um, but 
first yellow, no problem. Second yellow, it's different. It is. And we can sit here and say, well, it shouldn't be, but we both know that's not the nature of the game. Right. Where I fundamentally have the biggest problem, and if MLS doesn't throw a hefty fine on him, it's going to be MLS MLSing, is after the fact Zlatan enters uh, Real Salt Lake's locker. Right, right. That was that. That was the one. Yeah. And so Nedim did an interview. Um, I think it was earlier today or maybe yesterday, uh, where he talks about what he, you know his series of events. He called him a thug. He did call him a thug, or yeah, he called play like that, behavior like that, thuggish. Um, he so Nedim's own words, Zlatan came in to apologize. Which you know, yeah, that's but but even that is like like five minutes after the game. If you're going in to apologize, that's indicative of you know you did something you shouldn't have been doing. Right. Like right right there, it's like well, it didn't take you long to realize what you did was kind of messed up. So there's that. He according to Adam, and you know I I have no reason to believe Adam's lying here. Slatan goes in and he says something like, "Hey, you cool off yet, big man?" or something to kind of and. You know, having Nedim didn't even seem heated. Yeah, I mean, Nedim was. I, I, uh, I think. Goal, I think. Uh, yeah. Oh no, no, no. And we'll get into all of that. Um, Nedim, I think, told him to get out. And I then, from what I understand, Kyle Beckerman walks over, and they both, you know, in more flowerful language than I can use here, tells Latin to get out of the locker room. You can use any language if you put the parental advisory warning that's that's how it works um and they had him uh, you know kicked him out of rsl's locker room and it's like anytime you see those instances of players fighting off the field or altercations it's it's from instances of dudes going into areas where they shouldn't be going yep and zlatan entering rsl's locker room after the game is a place he shouldn't be Right. The ML, it's it's a it, it, there is no explicit rule that I could find, but an unwritten rule is you don't go into your opponent's locker room. You right. just don't. You don't go, you don't go into their opponent's side of the tunnel. Right. You, there's all kinds of things you just don't do. Um, I think especially it was especially after a game like that. Especially after a game. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's that's where MLS needs to be very clear. Like he shouldn't have done that. I think you know Nedum was wise not to accept his apology. And, and I think my big takeaway from all of this, from this giant rant I've been doing for the last eight minutes, is that I really, really like Nedum. Yes. Read this. Nedum is arguably one of the classiest guys in the league at the moment. Um, and that's what RSL Nation should take away from this. That yeah. we have a diamond in, in defense there. I mean, staying cool after that alone elevates you in class levels. Absolutely. With nothing else. On top of all that, he's a really good player. Cool, yes. Calm, collected. I thought he did well in the game. We'll talk about the actual game in just a little bit here. Mm-hmm. I think overall, overall, you, you're pretty correct. There is a post-match right on the field. Rarely do players just run off the field and into the locker room. There's usually some moments... You can go over, you can shake a guy's hand if you want. That is the time to do it. Right. To waltz into the opposition's locker room after the game, and what, was he too busy to walk over? I mean, if it, it was obviously top of his mind. Right. So go over and talk to the guy. Thinking you can just waltz in, and I'm sure you saw the video. 
Mm-hmm. There's almost a shock on Zlatan's face. Oh yeah, I think he was expecting like, oh right, no worries, let's you know pose for a photo op. Yes, like it's gonna blow up on Twitter. Absolutely, for sure. And there was almost a shock on his face because I mean, yeah, like you said, and he just not is not used to people actually giving it back to him. There have been very few players over the history of his career that have actually given it back to him. Right. I've watched Zlatan my whole life almost. He's always been a jackass. He's always been a douchebag. I don't ever remember it at those levels. At least not when it wasn't punished. I remember him kicking people in the face. I remember him slapping people. Well, he had this whole thing with, I forget his name, but his teammate. He ended up with like broken ribs. Like They got into a straight-up fist fight on yeah. the field. It so, was a practice, I but think. But it's always been punished. And I would really be careful if I was the MLS. I mean, because right now they haven't mentioned it. I mean, there's that one jackass that is so far up the asses of the MLS because he works for them. Uh, and we'll talk about it in just a second. But if they do nothing, they, they set a really dangerous precedence. Yeah, so, and and you're talking about Bobby Warshaw, yes. who if by some miracles listening to this, I genuinely believe has the integrity of like a worm and just, just zero spine. I, I like, honestly, if he believes what he is saying... So he wrote this on MLS Soccer, a.k.a. the propaganda wing of mm-hmm. the MLS. Um, it's, it's not news. It's not informative. He wrote this opinion piece like, uh, w- you know, where's the line with trash talk? And he's like, Zlatan didn't cross the line. And and this is the part that actually makes me mad. Mm-hmm. In his So he wrote the article, and he goes on and says something along the lines of like uh, you know talking just outside the locker in the original article bobby warshaw whether deliberately or undeliberately the language he was using made it sound like zlatan didn't enter rsl's locker room and it was all outside the locker room mm-hmm. he got blit up in his own comment section of this article with the video yeah with people just like hey the, the way you made that sound isn't what happened whether you did that intentionally or not you should go correct it and, and he sure has he, he he like blocked us or whatever that is where you don't show up on the stuff because he's i'm not sure if it's him or another guy but they used to reply regularly and then yeah i think it's matt happened. doyle you just got on matt doyle's nerves because some right. of your takes were in, in matt doyle's defense well matt doyle is a douche well in his offense you also said some things that just i i also disagree with but you said them with enough frequency that i get it i get it with Bobby Warshaw, yeah, it's fundamentally he's trying to sell his book, and that bothers me. Um, no, it, 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 what he wrote isn't true. Zlatan definitely crossed the line. When he entered his opponent's locker room, he crossed the line. Um, he can sit there and pretend like, yeah, I want to you know, apologize and be a nice guy, but act in a manner where an apology isn't necessary, and he didn't do that. Um, you know... They, like Zlatan is in the wrong here, and if you are defending Zlatan, you are also in the wrong here. It, it is, it it is that, that black and white. It should be that simple here. Um, and again, stop confusing it, but he's a really good player. That doesn't matter. The dumbest excuse I've I've seen so far. And, and also, this made me appreciate... Like I used to think that RSL Nation, and, and no disrespect to RSL Nation, but RSL Nation as a collective didn't necessarily have like the highest soccer intelligence like we all kind of we all oh absolutely i disagree with myself as well now right we all kind of grew up playing the sport but there wasn't really like that you know high understanding of it compared to some of these morons from la 
yeah. you know, we've got the uh, uh, freaking geniuses out here. Well, you so, know what the question is? How do you confuse an LA Galaxy fan? How do you confuse an LA Galaxy fan? You ask him for directions in LA. There it is. There it is. Um, Same way to confuse an LA Lakers fan and the, all the other right. fans. Anyways, go, anyway, go on. Go yes. on. So the dumbest thing I saw from uh, the LA Galaxy faithful was a dude saying that Zlatan, because it was his home stadium, has a right to be anywhere he wants. That's literally the dumbest take. And he, like, defends it numerous. Like, it's not like, oh, you can kind of confuse. If if anyone knows this Chapin fella uh, on MLSsoccer.com, please tell him he's a moron. That is the dumbest opinion. If, if somebody also shares that opinion, I want you to know that I think you're an idiot for saying that out loud. Yeah. For putting those words on a digital platform, you have made us all dumber. Um, the, to, to suggest that because he is at home, there is nowhere that is, should be off limits to him. By that logic, Zlatan could walk in to RSL's uh, locker room during halftime and listen in on the game plan. By that logic. Because there's nowhere he shouldn't be, right? He's playing at home. It's a genius. He literally went so far as to say that he could see why people would be upset if they played in Utah. Like, he doubled down on this. Had it been in Utah... Wait, say the... Oh, so if the same thing happened in Utah... Totally fine to be mad. All right. Because then he has to... It's. I was flabbergasted by the sheer stupidity of LA Galaxy fans. And I'm hoping that this guy is in the very loud minority. But having interacted with LA Galaxy fans for a long period of time, he's probably indicative of, you know, the norm. Yeah, no, Blew my I, mind. I, I Blew disagree. my mind. I disagree with you there. I think the vast majority of fans of the LA Galaxy, at least the, the, the segment that shows up to the stadiums. Mm-hmm. All five of them. Because let's face it, the rest are LAFC fans now. There were probably Atlanta fans last year. But the, the people who show up to the stadium probably know their soccer a little bit better than that. There's always that one moron. And on the RSL Nation thing, I've, since day one, been impressed with the level of knowledge of soccer in RSL Nation. I will oh, never, for sure. I will never forget my first, first, well, it was the very first RSL home game, the famous one at Rice Eccles, when Dunny scores the famous goal with the flag and the planting and the whole nine yards. As I am sitting there... And the uh, I think it was a North goal at that time. I'm listening to a conversation behind me, and someone mentioned the name Real Madrid, mm-hmm. and the guy next to him says, "Oh, are they like the Real Salt Lake Junior team?" I like it. And the guy next to him said, "They're probably the academy." <laughs> I, I so, refuse to believe that actually. Absolutely yeah. true. I'm not no. sure if the word was a cat. Oh, uh, absolutely. We didn't even have an academy at the time. There's right. No way. So maybe it wasn't an academy. But it was like it was. It was. He was indicating to that's a junior team of Real Salt Lake. Okay. Hmm. So those people exist. Sure. And that's okay. Right. I went to a NHL game, a Bruins game in Boston many years ago. I still don't know the rules of hockey. I love watching it live. I cannot watch it on TV. I love watching it live because it's good fights and it's good hits. My understanding is they don't do that as much anymore. For the life of me, I don't know the rules. I still don't know the rules, but it was fun to watch. And I probably, I'm probably, i probably in someone else's story right now. 
about this moron who yes, thought that a power cause, play cause, was... Cause I was asking the guy next to me some probably stupid question about some rules. And he's probably doing a podcast right now somewhere in Massachusetts telling a story about, oh my God, let me tell you, 10 years ago, man, I was at the NHL game, at the Bruins game, and this moron behind me. Right. <laughs> you know? Lighten you up. So that happens. That, that that's, that's okay. Let's go back real quick. By the way, I did find the fish. Uh, I can't find the Swedish fish that I was talking about. If I do, I will share. But there is another Swedish fish, an actual proper fish called Zerströming. Zerströming. It's supposed to be the foulest smelling food in the world. Fermented herring? Yeah, it's sounds pretty awful. fermented herring. So we might do something with that for the game. I mean, we did do the slippery sign for Girard. I think that was the only clever thing we ever did. Right. That's just so specific that I don't think Zlatan was going to know what we're talking about. It doesn't matter. I don't think anyone on earth is good. That is so, so specific. Hey, for all we know, he likes it. All right. So we might change our minds. But this is what... Dude, Zlatan is about as Swedish as... Right. There's you know, that. Come on. There's that. I mean, we can also do something with like Barcelona reject or United loser or something. You know, I'm sure we'll do something. Mm-hmm. Or... Okay. So... Are we over this lot time? What happened? It's obviously a douchebag move. I get both sides of I, it. Defending it, by the way, so before we actually get mm-hmm. off of it, defending it uh, is, by the MLS, is the most ridiculous thing. This, this right. takes us right back to that talking point you and I have been having for years now, mm-hmm. which is the downfall of the MLS, just like with every franchise system in the world, is that they, own, they, they control their own media outlet. It's not their fault. It's a matter of a lack of external media coverage. I mean, let's face it. Real Salt Lake doesn't have a designated reporter for any of the major newspapers. Right. They share them. Right. Yeah, with like Utah, University of Utah Gymnastics And like Utah State football or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So it's not their fault. But I mean, still, at least have a little bit of dignity. Christ's sake. Yeah. we, We need to fix this. It. This is a huge... You like what the league does next, and when I say the league, I don't mean MLS soccer. MLS soccer's job is to get clicks, drive media, hype things up, right? They're a business. That's that's what it is. But the league, the disciplinary committee, the actual you know people who make rules and, and who are in charge of enforcing said rules have a really, 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 really important task ahead of them, and it's finding the proper punishment for this. Because let's let's, let's yeah. be clear, it, it probably isn't going to be. A suspension or anything like that, as it should no, be. Because yeah. Kaku blast, blasted a fan into unconsciousness, ended up sitting out three games total. Like let's yeah. let's keep a level head here, Arsenal. For those like people screaming for you should see a five game suspension, that's that's but, not plus, that's that not doesn't it. even help us, right? But there needs to be like a like a serious fine. There needs to be a moment of hey, this is not acceptable. And then, boom, You here is the punishment for walking into your opponent's locker room. It should be. You're absolutely Bam. correct. Um, it doesn't help us. Honestly, to us, it doesn't really freaking matter right now if they suspend them for five games. Right. It doesn't matter if there's a fine of a dollar or a hundred thousand or a hundred million dollars. It doesn't really he's, matter. He's got it. All that has to happen, it, plus it's not like these pay, players actually pay their own fines, right? Sure. What has to happen is the league needs to acknowledge that something that was not okay. Right. We, as in Real Salt Lake, do not benefit from it in any way, shape, or form. Correct. Correct. 
Their next opponents might or might but, not, but not. I mean, not really. It's 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 going to be monetary. It's, it's a matter just like the dude that and I made a bad joke on the tweet machine once and, and said, hey, if you, if someone's going to get, get get kicked in the face, it might as well be an SKC fan. That was before I knew he ended up in the hospital and before I knew he had a concussion and all these other things. Right, his right? face got broken, and the league made an example out of it. You right, and as they should. Crazy. It's just it's saying this is not okay. Right, and you leave it at that. Definitely. Definitely. So, real quick, um, who's writing the book? What was his name again? Bobby Warshaw. We gotta write a book about how Bobby Warshaw has the integrity of a. That should be part. That should be a chapter. There should be a chapter in the book on MLS media outlet integrity. The book should be called Scarf Life. Dude, we can't just call everything Scarf Life. It's a good way to build a brand. I understand that, but that's not how brands get... It's not like Coca-Cola has a book called Coca-Cola. They probably do. They probably do, but that's... <laughs> you know, like like at some point, you got to call something something else. Well, Scarf well, Life, great podcast name. I love it. I've latched onto it. I'm glad we're sticking to it because for a while there, it was Scarf Life RSL Nation brought to you by Extravaganza. Summer. Like It was a little much. Okay. Scarf yeah. Life is simple. I like it. Let's stick to it. I think a book can be named Scarf Life too. It's called be Scarf Life Nation. It's what we do locally on a, on a national scale. And we will have a chapter designated to media coverage of Major League Soccer. It's basically soccer mm. from a every man's perspective. We're going to sell like dozens of copies, dude. At least four. <laughs> At least four. At least I, four. I, I, can, I can sell like eight in my office. All right. So we'll there be it is. fine. There it is. All right. Man. So much for Zlatan. So much for the book. Yeah. Uh, we're 30 minutes takeaway, in. We haven't talked about the game and yet. And the takeaway here should be, you're absolutely correct. Nedum is a badass mother who don't take no crap from nobody. Right. And he's the most cool, calm, and collected dude we have on the field. Can you imagine him doing that to someone like a... I mean, Kyle Beckerman. Yeah, but like a Kyle Beckerman. He'd be in jail. Kyle Beckerman would be in jail right now for assault. Yes, exactly. Or God forbid, like a a Everton. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Or or go back. What about like Luke Mulholland? I I think Luke would just take it. No, I don't know if he would, man. He's he's a Brit, man. Um, So, uh, Nedim, super cool, calm, and collected. And again, RSL Nation. And anyone else, by the way. Everyone come back now. We are, we are no longer just amongst our nation. We don't care how good the dude is. Hmm. He's good. He's obviously, obviously very freaking obviously. good. Right. He's still a douche. Those two are not mutually exclusive. You can be a really good player mm-hmm. and a douche. Right. If anyways, I'm, I had some I had some really messed up examples to use. I'm not going to. Let's move on. Let's talk about the rest of the game actually. Right. We are not going to touch the first 45 or the second 45 in detail, but we can, if it gets there, defense in general. Your take. Yeah, I mean... This is against LA Galaxy. Obviously. Uh, Initially, not what you would in the business like to call good. Um, You know, by any any stretch of the imagination. I think the... so the fullbacks for me kind of redeemed themselves in the second half where they were generating a ton of attacks and did some actual overlapping runs and mm-hmm. just got into the box, which was really nice. Um, defensively, we just looked not not good at all um, mm-hmm. uh, to begin with. Um, I, I think, you know, Gladden Nedham obviously had 
a monster of a task uh, in front of them. Um, and I think I think Legit specifically is very much on the LA Galaxy side. Like, I, I think because of all of the talent that is on, you know, the LA Galaxy or the ZLA Galaxy, if you will, mm-hmm. that Legit kind of gets, you know, forgotten about every once in a while. But the dude is dangerous, you know, down that middle, um, middle side, not middle side, but just down the middle in general. Um, uh, that being said, second half, I mean, Toya with the goal, and I'm pretty sure he got the assist from, uh, was it Herrera? That can't be right. I'm going to do a quick little, little check here. No. Right. Let's... It doesn't matter. I don't think it was Herrera. Nah, no. But anyway, Toya, just beautiful, beautiful goal, um, which was fantastic to see. And, and he had all the space in the world because of all of those overlapping runs and just the uh, LA Galaxy defenders being pulled out of position. Um, so kind of, you know, as cliche as it sounds, a tale of two halves, if you will, as far as defense goes for me. Um I am seeing on social media that M. Silva is kind of starting to recover. He's, you know, training and running and fishing and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, it, I, I'm curious to see what Petke's defensive, you know, center back pairing looks like with all three players available for what I think is going to be the first time this year. So you think Justin did actually okay? I think he did. Eh. Yeah. Like C plus, not awful, but definitely not anything I'd like brag about. Really? What? You're you're writing an email to yourself about potential chapters for this book that we're definitely not writing. <laughs> you're totally writing this. So I'm not writing garbage. Chapter, chapter one: soccer versus football versus football. Chapter two: MLS media coverage. So you're just gonna lead with MLS media coverage. Yep. Okay. Chapter three, and these are obviously out of order because I had the chapter zero there. Uh-huh. Chapter three, who are those old dudes joining the league? These are working titles. Chapter four, fair with the fans. Okay. Chapter five, dealing with Euro trash. It's, it's your cousin that says, oh my God, uh, RSL, what is that, man? I'm a Barcelona fan. This is literally... All right, why, why did you interrupt yourself? I, was, I, I, was trying I to didn't, it's you, distracting. I was trying it's to give distracting. you space to talk. And I, fin- I finished my thought. My thought was a tale of two halves defensively. Excited to see what uh, Petke goes with CB-wise uh, with all three uh, center backs, hopefully healthy soon. I don't know if M. Silva's quite ready to be healthy, but he's getting there. All three center backs healthy, in my opinion, should be absolute no-brainer who starts. It is obviously Netum. Right, that's the obvious number one. Number one, and it is M. Silva, number two. He has bad games from time to time. He does have forget bad that. games, but... Justin, I thought he had a good game game before last. But then again, everyone had a good game. And the game before that game. The Orlando game was good too. I don't remember the Orlando game very well. Well, But he had a very good game against Cincinnati. But then again, everyone had a good game against Cincinnati. At least most people. Mm -hmm. I thought he just looked a little shaky. I'm not going to hold against him how he did or didn't do against Latan. Historically speaking, I think he does pretty well against Latan and those guys. It was the simple stuff. He didn't do bad the entire defense was bad in the first half. It was just leaky. It was a lot of holes. Right. I thought our outside backs did well across the game. 
they're more than sufficient and I'm not about just like with Sam Johnson about whom into whom we can get into just a little bit here I'm not gonna if I'm coaching the team this is this is where you take it from the perspective of coaching a team and obviously you and I have a com- combined negative two years of coaching experience between us right but if I'm coaching a team I'm not I don't want to get into drastically changing the look of the team or the positioning week over week okay there are very few positions that i think are completely taken up and they should be solidified and we should keep playing dudes in those positions we have you know savarino top right Right. um we have kyle beckerman center back i mean center defensive midfield okay right and that's it everything else is up for grabs oh i i I think so what so what i'm trying to say is yep we need to add these two. Of course, if Nick's healthy, Nick's playing. Okay, that's good. Right. But other than that, okay, we, we should solidify these outside backs, have them playing those those games, have mm-hmm. them get comfortable with each other and, and, and learn the system better and improve the system and make the system their own. But I don't know another position that's... I mean, yes, we agree. The Mir Kralak is going to play every game. We don't know what position. Right. We agree or even how, where he's in that where he starts a position doesn't necessarily mean exactly. he's end it there. We agree that Everton's gonna play every game when healthy. And that's a for, solidified well, position for the time healthy. for the time being, though. Of course. It's all so well, of nebulous. Course, of course. Uh but it needs there needs to be some kind of consistency. And I really think those outside backs, I'm not gonna criticize them game over game. I thought they did well. Um they did overall, I think the team did better than expected. Maybe my opinion is overweighed by or outweighed by or overshadowed by the performance in the second half. I think overall the team performed better than I expected they would. Mm-hmm. And so did the outside backs. Yeah, so the left and right. So so let's just get this right out of the way. Herrera should never play another minute at left back. Period. I'm not willing to go there. I think if uh, Toya can play, Herrera should play a left back. Yes, in the extreme circumstance that we don't have a serviceable left back. Okay. Herrera should play left back. If there is literally no one else to right, play left, saying, are you saying Herrera should not play left back over Toya? Yes, I, I am saying that. that. Yes, I'm also saying that Her- Herrera. So the kid wanted to get on the field. Yep. Mike Petke said, "You want to get on the field? I need you at left back." He said, "No problem. I yep. get it." That's literally how I fell into my current career. I said no. yes. I just said yes. I just wanted a job out of college, so I just said yes to stuff. Yep. Herrera just wanted to be on the field, so he said yes to stuff, and he he kind of, you know, earned his mantle or, or earned his whatever the expression. Stripes. Is. He earned him on that left side. Yes. He is an exponentially better right back than a left back. Yep. That that's a that's an observable fact at this point. When possible, Herrera should. Lock it up on that right. Please stop writing this fictional book keep, in keep the middle talking. of my spiel. It's keep so talking. distracting. Don't look. And I'm pretty sure people can hear the clicking. No. They could hear the clicking from the thing the other time, remember? They cannot tell you this clicking. Up. Okay, this, well, this I'm going to listen. This is an efficient MacBook clicker. Keep going. Keyboard. It's called a keyboard. Right. Anyway, um, that being said, and I, I think Toya is a very, very good left back. Yeah. But I think I, if I can hear the clicking, then I can hear the clicking. There's something keep to think going, about. Keep going, dude. Uh... Toya at left is good, and yes. I like what Toya brings. And I especially like how he recovers defensively when he gets beat, because he does get beat quite a bit. Like right. I'm going to just own that part. Right. 
Um, his goal was very much a surprise, and I think including Tutoya himself. Most yes. He, um, so I think we lose something in the attack with him. I what, what I'm really trying to get at is I think left back for RSL is one of those positions that if we invest a little money in could potentially be a game changer. Because because I think I think Toya is is a better left back than Herrera, but I also think we haven't had a really good left back in a minute now, and we kind of forgot what that looked like. Who was a good left back? Honestly, this is gonna sound kind of weird. Oops. Oh. Demar Phillips, yeah. like in the first few years, I think that first year was the last time I remember us having a a really good left back. Yeah, because then we had like Chris Wingard. Yeah, the second time around, and then it it was okay, and then you know Danny for a while. That was a but not quick quick while quick while yeah yeah. So all I'm saying is I think Herrera is more than serviceable as a right back, and I think Toya just to be very clear, no disrespect, very serviceable at left back. But I think there is enough room for improvement there that I'm hoping people who get paid money to make these kinds of observations and decisions are actively looking for a replacement. Bomber dog. I I think I think there's growth there. Well, I think okay. Let, let, let's just put this out there. I really hope, expect, pray. Mm-hmm. If I was a praying man, I would be praying the people who are paying being paid a full time salary. Right to look for talent for RSL are continuously and always looking for replacements and improvements at every position. Sure, but some are more pressing than others. I don't think left back is a pressing one at this moment. I, I mean, our, lack, our does, lack of depth there is mm-hmm. pressing. I, I don't think it makes a top five. No, no, it does. It, it is, as far as positions on the field go, I would say, for me right now, it goes goalkeeper, I think we uh, okay. We'll get into we'll get into that goalkeeper. I think another forward, and then probably left back, hmm. maybe a CB. So let me ask you this: What you're saying is this: We need a left back more than a right back. Does that mean you're okay with Herrera on the right back? I love Herrera at the right okay. because his backup is, and, and it was good to see. Uh, um, I, I don't think many people. Uh, let me make sure I'm getting this correct. Um, well, I don't pulled, think uh, I don't think many uh, people noticed that Tony Beltran he was back on the bench. Was in the bench. Yeah. Um, so, like, if l- let's say Herrera isn't capable of performing the task, right? His backup is Beltran. Like, so, I'm, that, I'm fine with that. You you know my take on backs, outside backs. I think lefties and righties are interchangeable. I think your foot mm-hmm. preference, right, is secondary. Now, I know depending that on how I, high of a preference, I know that you and I disagree on this. That's not the point. This is my opinion. Whether you're right-footed or left-footed player shouldn't matter too much whether you're playing left or right outside back. Okay. okay. So our depth chart at outside backs is Toya, Herrera. Just to be clear, not in order. Right. It's just yeah. yeah okay. Here it is. Maybe I shouldn't have said depth chart. Maybe it's just depth pool. Uh-huh. Okay. Toya. Herrera, Beltran, Beltran. Mm-hmm. and uh, Lennon. Yeah. Or, or each one of those guys are serviceable at either of those positions. I think we don't know that, though. Enough. I we haven't seen Brooks at left. We haven't seen Toya but at this, right. This is where my philosophy or my... We haven't seen Beltran at left, to be clear. This I think they would all do okay. I'm not saying... Okay, here's the thing. 
if Toya gets injured tomorrow mm-hmm. and is out for the rest of the season, I'm mm-hmm. not playing any of those guys full-time for the rest of the season at left back, including Herrera, whom I've been preaching as a good left back. Okay? I think there's a... Fun- I would, be, I would mm-hmm. be going out and looking for a full-time replacement for left back, a proper right. left back. Uh, you said something a few weeks ago that said, we have a guy at number nine who's actually... Whose full-time job and profession is to score goals. Okay, we would go out and find a person whose full-time job and position is to play left back and right. play that position if at all possible. Right. But I'm saying a game or two. If in the, if if Toy is injured in the meantime for a couple of games, sure, I'm okay. I'm not panicking. Right. I mean, a you can't sign players whenever you want. Well, okay, yes. So there's you know you got a plan for that. All right. Let me add the chapter to this book. You gotta stop, man. Um. You're literally titling chapter six, can't sign players whenever you want. Yeah. All right. Keep going. Keep the hits coming. Dude, this is so bad. Um, this is either going to be our best episode or our worst episode, but definitely nothing in between. Um, no, it, it, it's... And, and I'm not saying Toya isn't good, and I'm not saying Herrera isn't okay, and, and that Lennon isn't... Oh, uh, to be clear, I think we lose something on defense when Lennon's on the field, the same way we lose something in offense when Toya's on the field. Agreed. And as a defender, that's kind of a BFD, yeah. big freaking deal. Yep. Um, it's kind of the job. Right. It's, I think, for nominally more money, I'm not sure what we're paying Toya to be 100% transparent. I don't have all their salaries memorized. But I would imagine, I would imagine for nominally more money, we could replace Toya and get exponential rewards for it. I I, I think it's one of those things where okay. we put a minimal investment, we can see this is where I call you BS. a high ROI. This is where I call you BS because you preface this whole argument with I don't know how much we're paying Toya. Correct. So if we're paying Toya a million dollars, my imagination is that we're not. I'm okay. The the all right. from the information I have, so I would be shocked. You're prefacing all of this. Do not look it up. I'm they gonna, can I'm hear gonna, you typing. I'm going to look it up. Remember, they right, can hear you typing. I'm going to look it up right now. All right. How much so is Toya's salary? You you preface your whole argument with, I don't really know what the hell I'm talking about, but here's my opinion. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, this is all of our should, opinions. Oh, that should be a really good. So for twenty for twenty eighteen. Uh, so this wasn't RSL money, but in 2018, 125,000 and four dollars. You know that's not a lot of money for a professional soccer player. But hey, anyways, I mean he's um, a defender in the MLS. Yeah. He's he's a journeyman in the MLS. Exactly. Okay. Um, you and I disagree, and I think we need to start moving on uh, from from um, the defense defensive side of the field. Mm-hmm. I think we're fine. I think our depth chart depth chart mm-hmm. and on the outside backs is fine right i wouldn't if i was recruiting someone new i would trade someone or sell someone there's yeah i mean no i think we did, i think we have to there's no point of just adding to it right it's also think we're out of space you know what i kind of secretly see and i hate that is i know it's going to happen lennon is going to go somewhere and just be a world beater because I, he's going to get played in his right position yeah like the kid when the attack cannot, is so good. He cannot play in, in his right position. This it's just the depth shot is too far. All right, right, moving on. Let's move on, man. Let's go to midfield. Let's go to goalkeeper real quick. Okay, yeah. Well, I was gonna save that for last actually because of our theories, but you know what? I like where your head's at. Finish on a high note. Well, it's kind of a low note if you think about it. Well, Arsenal Nation, if you stay tuned, in. Mm-hmm. We're gonna talk about goalkeeper stuff and some conspiracy theories. Da-na-na. 
All right. There's the lawsuit again. Midfield, real quick. So let's talk about the performance in LA and just in general. Oh, we needed Everton. We needed some Everton in that, that, game, was, that game so badly. That game was just custom made for Everton. Chippy, let him play. Just just one, just beautifully timed tackle on Zlatan. Just to remind him that he still bleeds. I think you need to remind Zlatan that he's still human every once in a while. Because he forgets. I think he's. I think he started believing his own crap. Uh, he definitely read his own press release. I can tell you that. If oh, I I I would have loved to see Everton do some damage in that game. Okay, but beyond the damage, correct. I think he would have done a really. We missed him. Oh, absolutely. I feel one of the major reasons the first half was crap mm-hmm. is because our defensive midfield wasn't performing well. It was that infamous combination that I think neither of us like but we also both understand that whenever necessary it will be played right of Kyle Beckerman whom we love mm-hmm. and Amir Krylak whom we love correct Mundo it's one of those like well okay math doesn't actually equate because you know two negatives make a positive the two positives don't make a negative but in this case two positives make a negative all right, you lost me, but keep on keeping on. Well, don't don't down. make that. Why? Why? The oh my, such a waste. Such a waste. I'm just making another chapter. Chapter eight. You Two positives stop. make a negative. You gotta stop. I think I'll, that's I, not a. Th- I don't care. And, and when we talk about midfield, mm-hmm. we're talking just those two central guys, right? Yeah, defensive midfield. Defensive uh, the, the way RSL structures, there's two defensive midfielders. I don't think those two guys and. Also, man, I'm, I keep giving you credit in this episode, so we're going to have to uh, reverse this uh, trend at some point. I said, I was just about to start complaining about the mirror uh-huh. when he hit that sh- famous shot. I hit the upright and bounced down and went out. Yeah. Because I was thinking, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> I haven't seen him in a while. And whenever he gets the ball, doesn't do much with it. The mirror? The mirror. But what I realized after the fact is that up to that point, he was playing that defensive role. Right. And right around that point, he's, he, there, was a, there was a positional change. That's one, I think, huge upside of, of having him on the field. The, the change was that he, he seemed to focus more offensively. I mean, how, how cool is it from a coach's perspective to say, right, you I can, can start this team and I can literally just tell one guy to do one thing differently and my entire strategy changes. Right, right. It, and it, it's one substitution eventually, essentially changes two, yes. two positions. Yeah. Absolutely. So I wasn't a fan of what the, what those two guys did. In the, in, uh, oh, by the way, okay, let's get to the other guy, Kyle right. Beckerman. How he finished that game without a yellow... I do not know. I remember off the top of my head two clear fouls where I thought he should have gotten a yellow. I think I might have even posted on the tweet machine. Oh, yeah, that should have been yellow. That should have been yellow. Yeah, I remember that. I forget what he did exactly, but, yeah, there was definitely one I'm like, that yeah. That should have been yellow. So, you know, complaining about the refs all we want, that Kyle Beckerman finishing that game without a yellow... I don't know. I guess that ref was just very had a good day. Maybe, maybe just, he woke up on the right side of the bed. You let know? him, let him play. He just, he just let him play. So let him Kyle play. Beckerman should have gotten yellow. We're glad he didn't because I do not think that uh, um, Everton is back next week yet. It was, it was like not two, as, four weeks. Yeah, it it doesn't look like it. And anyways, wasn't a big fan. Now on the opposite side, on the in the, on the uh, attacking side, I thought Albert 
was good old mm-hmm. Aldridge again. Two games in a row now, again off the top of my head, that he performed well. He he didn't do anything spectacular. I feel like you're he, under undervaluing the Orlando game. You keep saying two in a row now, and I feel yeah. like Albert had a really solid Orlando game too. Matter of fact, I keep forgetting about the Orlando game. Like we did win that, and yes. I mean we dominated that game up until you know their well, two best remember, players okay, came so on to, fresh. In my defense, the only thing I remember about the Orlando game is that pixel missing up on the big screen. That was a thing, and uh, and wire being his usual self, usual lovely human. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. No, I I really liked what I saw from from uh, Albert in that game. Back to five finger Albert. Anyways, the defense, I thought, first versus second half, night and day. Totally different team. Right. Your thoughts before we move on to the forwards, because we have a few talking points and we're like an hour in. Yeah, 56 minutes according to this thing. Uh, I mean, no, I think you summarized it pretty well there. I think there's not a lot of, you know, contention there. It's it's Albert, I think, was our... There weren't a lot of options, were there? Best player there, yeah. It's the lack of... Everton really kind of limits what you can see in that attacking midfield. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I think against Portland, the idea of Kyle, like, I'm just, I'm picturing uh, Valeri just yeah. having a field day with those two. Um, I, I'm calling it right now, and I'll put money on it. Game after next, Kyle Beckham is not playing. There's no way he doesn't get a yellow card next game. Yeah, I mean... Valeri. It's mainly Valeri's fault. Sure. Well, it's Kyle's fault. Well, you know I'm, I mean. I'm, I'm, like, yellows withstanding. I, at the same time, it's like, who else do you play with? Like, do you play no Beasler? I don't think Beasler's all that much better. Obviously not better, but maybe better with one of those other two guys. I, I think, I don't think we see Everton back yet. I don't think he's back. I think we inevitably see uh, B, uh, uh, Demir next to Kyle in that midfield and I think it's going to be very exposed this game yeah so but overall attacking midfield Albert Demir all good yeah that whole thing worked out okay I thought for at least the second half overshells the first half so let's get into the forwards that's where it gets juicy right Mm. my player of the match was Savarino yeah he had a good game and I think it was hands down Savarino I think he's not he's he is and I've called it out called this out multiple times our most skilled player. I think he's more skilled mm-hmm. than Albert. Right. I think Albert is our best player because of other sets and sure. attributes. And Severino was just Severino. And I remember Mike Petke talking about Severino's improved defense just a couple of games ago. Honestly, I've never paid to Severino's defense, paid attention to Severino's defense. Why would I? Right. I'm just a casual fan on the sidelines. But I have started paying attention to it, especially, specifically paid attention to it in that game. And yeah, man, his, he, he's, um, I can see him hustle. But more importantly, but I think his real job is he gets the ball, he calms it down, he gets past a guy or two, loses the ball once in a while as well, sure. Sure. Um, crosses it well. The, my only complaint with Savarino is that I don't know the last time I've seen him put a ball on goal. It seems his shots are all over the place. They go everywhere but between the posts. 
Yeah, it, it's. I was just actually about to comment on on if there's a critique to be had. It's, I I think he's a little goal hungry, which is good. You want that in a in an attacking player. Yeah. Uh, but he takes some shots that I wish he wouldn't every once in a while. Well, um, no, I don't mind him taking those shots. Just take them better. That's all I'm saying. I yes if any of those shots go in obviously I'm, yeah. I'm going to shoot way more it's but from what I've seen I I think if there is a single player that needs to learn how to play with uh Sam Johnson more yes it's Savarino. oh my god I think Savarino has gone so long without having without having a, stri- a striker up at the with Sam Johnson's style, like Sam, like right. we we haven't had a striker that that makes the field that long in a very long time. Yes. Who can keep up with Savarino? Let's just there it is. Um, yeah. So I think Savarino's in this mindset of the only way that my current ball is going to be a goal is if I put it in the back of the net myself, or if I swing it in from the sides and get it on Demir's head. Yes. I I think the option of finding that final pass to Sam Johnson's feet. I'm not gonna say it hasn't occurred to him, but it's not one. It's not a muscle he's comfortable flexing. Well, okay, yes. so let's get right into it. Mm-hmm. So Sam Johnson, we agree. Severino did really well. I oh, fantastic game! Yeah, yeah, if yeah, there was yeah, one critique, don't shoot this, as much as you do. Critique, yes, or in my opinion, just score. And I was gonna complain about your shot selection. There's that. Um, Sam Johnson. Yes. Another game he didn't finish full ninety. Wasn't too effective. No. There was one play. And that's going to get us into the Baird conversation as well. But let's stick on Johnson for just a second. There was one play that I thought exemplified what the problem is with our attack right now, which is that play from Baird to Johnson, or that should have happened but never actually happened. So you have Johnson running down the field. Right, he held the ball too long. Baird on the ball, Mm -hmm. Johnson waiting for the ball to be played, and he in his head he knows exactly like, Played now. Right. And it and doesn't get played. It doesn't get played. Yep. And now he's offside. Right. And by the time Baird realizes what is actually happening, it's too way late. too late. Right. By this point, Johnson isn't even trying to get back onside. Right. What's the point at that point, right? Yeah, it's you've lost that that surprise. I still like Johnson up there. I know he scored two goals in the last three games. He hasn't finished any of those games, but he has scored two goals in the last three right. games. And to be clear, like junk minutes at the end, I'm fine with him being subbed off for like a defensive option if we're leading which we were in two out of the three games yes sub the dude off yeah no i get that that's that's, that's what most teams do right i mean across the world we actually have a talking point on the sub patterns which we might or might not get to because we're running a little long here might but, be skipping that one but yes you absolutely absolutely agree and i have no problem with him not finishing games i just i still want him on there I said early on, I would start Sam Johnson the first six games, and I know this didn't work out because of a little injury in the beginning of the season. Right. Whether he's scoring or not, whether he's playing horrible, unless he's obviously not trying, I think we can all agree he is trying. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, Which yeah. Which is why he keeps getting minutes with Mike Petke. His his effort is definitely not up for Absolutely. Question. And I think his, his quickness, his speed, mm-hmm. he seems to be finding himself in the right places at the right times. And the other thing we have to remember, the only thing number nines get judged on at the end of the year are the goals. Let's face it, Zlatan, other than that one heel click he had, had a horrible game. But then he scores that scrub goal and he's a hero. Sure. That's the only thing that matters is number nine. And I think we have to just stay patient. 
our soul nation is notoriously not patient in this space the gold space well in in, in the space of a nine sometimes looks horrible until he scores a goal yeah e- even you know our, our all-time great mm-hmm. saborio long not long stretches but stretches where they weren't coming Right, they weren't coming, mm-hmm. and and he just looked like he wasn't trying. At least he, Sam Johnson, looks like he's trying. I was not unhappy with this effort at all, and I really think he needs to keep starting, and he needs as consistent as possible of partnership up there, uh, because it's it it just becomes a matter of communication and timing, in my opinion. I, I he yes he he needs he should he should start games. He is the starting striker, obviously, at this point. Um, in this last game, if I'm not mistaken, he got sub pretty early. I think... Uh, when was that? So, 71st minute, he comes out for Bofo. And I was like, I get that one. It, at the time, I didn't. I, it, you know, because I'm thinking Sam's going to pull some magic out of his, out of his behind. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, it, it just wasn't Sam's game. It no. like he wasn't getting the service he needed, and that's not on him. But also, he, you know, he it, the, the final touch just wasn't there. It, it's I think he, you know, he wasn't up to his up to the standard we'd gotten to see. And and I like the idea of bringing in Bofo, who provides some, you know, awesome, awesome pace. And and I think the move was bared to the middle, which just you're giving up the typical number nine position in that case right right full left right so the way we were lined up it, it was so johnson in the attack and then rushnak baird Savarino, and beckerman and Krylock in the back right i think what fundamentally happened is you pull out johnson and you kind of get this really weird especially when we were chasing the game uh baird rushnak slash Krylock slash beckerman was like, like a- like a four two, in a yeah. Way, like right? you yeah. could see the shift was was, and, and it's cool when, that, that we can that, do that. That's when the mirror started attacking, started attacking even yeah. though he was still technically a defensive midfielder. Mm-hmm. Um, which is cool to see the team be able to shift that yeah. radically to have that many dudes able to generate attack. But I I like that substitution pattern. It made sense to me. I'm glad we did it. Yeah. Overall, the strikers could have done a little better. It was addition by subtraction. There it is. There it is. Write that down, RSL Nation. That's a that's a it's a quote. What what the strikers could have done better is finish. Yeah, basically. Yeah, and and that's ultimately what it came down to. It's it's in that especially in that second half. I'm gonna go on record in saying this right now. I I do not remember a time when we had more offensive options. No, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. I remember times when we had better offensive options, but not more. I just I don't ever remember there being a time when we're gonna start three of five dudes up front, more like three out of six if you include Damir into mm-hmm. that conversation. Which I think you should because he's more yeah. comfortable in the attack yeah. than defense. I'm not even talking. I'm talking about just the top three positions. I'm not talking about the the mm. number ten. Okay. Right? And you can start them in any order, <clears throat> way, shape, or form. And I would not see a huge problem. I do think Savarino should continuously start on the right side. Hmm? Okay. I do think Sam Johnson should continuously start in the middle. Left side, I mean, as soon as we get to the left side, I don't know. 
It's Corey Baird. Is it Plata? Who, by the way, I think had a... You and I, I think, disagreed. We should talk about this a little bit. I think Plata had a better game than you think he did once he came in. Um, is it Bovo? I think Bovo deserves to start. I think Baird deserves to start. I would love to see Plata out there more. If Sam can't go, I don't mind the mirror at number nine at all. Right. I don't mind Hefferson on the left side. <clears throat> I do not remember. Again, I remember having a Javi Morales. I remember having a Saborio. Mm-hmm. A uh, burrito. I remember having a burrito. Is it weird that I can't remember? Period of time. Burrito's full name. Um, and well, he was here for like a week. I mean, it was more than a week. So. I do not feel bad for Mike Petke on the offensive side. There is plenty of options. Right. And, and between those combinations, I think, again, Albert is one of those must-starts. Sabarino is the must-start. Um, it's We're in a really good position. Someone mentioned this on Facebook earlier, mm-hmm. on our page, um, that they think that this team reminds them of... Um, RSL in 2013. In what way? They didn't specify that okay. beyond that point. But they said the only difference is that they play like them, uh-huh. they look like them, but they're not getting the results. Which is the only thing that really matters at the end of the day. Sure. But I would argue that the, at, at, at this stage of the season, it's not the most important thing. It's important. It's not the most important thing. Sure, it's, it's early enough that, yes. you know. Um. So you said a lot there, and a thought that I had while you were saying all of that good stuff, all of it, all of it very good. A thing that I would like our wingers to be more comfortable doing is switching sides. Mm. I I'm I'm looking back at it, and it's it's not it's something I feel like we used to do a bit more, especially when Plata was on the field, when it was Plata and uh, Jefferson. I like I'd like to see it with Baird because Jefferson can play on uh, the left side and Baird can play on the right side if I'm not mistaken Yeah, I, I, and I think that simple switch can sometimes confuse defenders at least initially it's a tactic I'd like us to employ a bit more because um, sometimes you can just match up against the dude and just beat him um, yeah, yeah it, it's it's as far as options go they're, you know, they're there but it's also it wasn't like it's tricky because I feel like we always sit there and we always go, we've got options galore, we've got options galore, we've got options galore. And it lasts for like two weeks. And then inevitably someone goes down. So like, like we're not that many injuries away from not having options. I think on the offensive side, we are. I, yeah, I get I mean, it. We, we would have fewer options Obvious. by definition. Right, by yes. definition of a guy being injured, sure. But like I think of like an injury Jefferson. That is oh, a detrimental yeah, yeah, yeah. injury. Okay, like yeah. that, you know, that that's there's no replacing that skill set. We are not a good enough team to overcome something like an injury to Severino. Right, right. So um, You're absolutely correct. I might I think we might not even be a good enough team to overcome an injury to someone like uh, uh Krylock. Yeah, I think with attacking midfielder slash hybrid striker slash hybrid the central defender. There's enough other dudes there that ideally, you know, like well, yeah, but, with I the mean, mirror, it's he's so all over. The, at, at what role is he indispensable? Albert, I still remember. I still remember those years when people used to claim about uh, complain about Javi, mm-hmm. and then Javi would, 
Yeah, yeah. You make a face because you don't. No one remembers those days, right? I and mean, they they used to claim, complain about Javi until Javi was missing for a game. Right, and then it's where and it's like, sure. oh yeah, right. That's why we need yeah, Javi for sure, for sure. So let's uh, we have to move forward. We so, do because we're hour um, eleven. Bef- we're gonna t- cover the goalkeeper and Romando with the preview of the next game. Let's do in it. In our opinion, but here's what I'd like to do, and I think we should start our next podcast with this. So I posted a quick um, question on, on the on the on the FB. Okay. And I said, you know, what do you want to talk about? So what I think we should do, let me just read off the comments of what people wrote as a response to what we should talk about. Well, I think we covered most of this already. I already saw one we will not cover today. Mm-hmm. But just a call out. I think we should do it in the beginning of these going forward. Apt. Yes. Sound good. Why not? It's- so uh, Monty says. Um, well, I asked the question, what should we should talk about, and I had a picture of Zlatan yelling at uh, Nedim mm-hmm. with a notion. Yes, or maybe this thing captioned. Maybe this, yes. Um, and Monty says, uh, if anyone did what he did, they'd probably get a red card. I think we covered that. Have, I think yep. we agree. Uh, Paul Harrison, uh, this is a good one. It's just a picture of anger management classes. <laughs> I think for. That states, uh, now enrolling. Yep. Ty, Ty is a good dude. Um, I love this. Actually, I kind of agree with this. Uh, move on, which of course this is easy to say after we just spend an hour talking about it, right? Because I got it out of my system. I'm not sure about I, you. I mean, right? I hate the dude. So he said, uh, Ty, right? Move on. Just sept. Come put, September. Yeah, yeah, come September. Put Zlatan on his back. On good time. I think we should talk about this later. I have an idea for September. Yeah, it's on my calendar. Yeah, I don't think we should uh, make a big deal or boo or do any of that. The he'd, biggest... He'd love it. The biggest hit to Zlatan's ego is, is to just completely ignore it. No one talking about Zlatan. Or just do something like, you know, underhanded. Subtle. Uh, you You're know, looking for subtle. Totally subtle, yeah. He would actually have to, like, you know, reach it afterwards. Mm-hmm. Christy says... Uh, Christy uh, Alverson, I didn't even watch the game this weekend because I couldn't stand to see Zlatan. He makes me crazy. Cannot disagree with you. But if it wasn't an RSL game, I would agree with you. But I, yeah. Um, Lynn Limonstreva says he's not such a superstar. Superstars don't stand around and wait for the ball to be fed to them. Walk around instead of hustling. Okay, I didn't follow that one. Granted, he's made some sweet goals, but so has other people in the MLS. He doesn't own it. He owns being an ASS. All right, Lynn, let it let it hang out. Yeah, it's all about airing it out. That's that's how you get it out of your system. Uh, Con- Connor says Latan made MLS worse. Ah, uh, okay. He's made him entertaining. Yeah, I mean that that sounds like that, that, that's a if you go into this. This is going to be a three-hour episode, so we're in, yeah. we won't. Jennifer says, Latan is so full of himself. Yes, he is, Jennifer. Michael Cheney. Uh, I'd say let it go on Zlatan and Onua. Talk FIFA call-ups. This is the one I was saying we will not get to. Yeah, because that, that's yeah. that's literally an episode uh, on itself. F- but that's call- actually really good advice. FIFA call-ups for the summer tournaments and the game ahead. I we're wish we'd get, actually... We're going to get to the game ahead We are going to talk about that. Just a bit. Um, Lance says, I can't believe that the league won't come down hard on him only because he's a superstar. Such BS. Lance, I agree minus 
the can't believe I can totally believe it makes sense. I mean, but also like 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 what does coming hard look like? Like you know, we're not. He shouldn't get suspended. I don't think he should get suspended. He should get a one dollar fine. Just to say this is not okay. Because otherwise, there needs to be a statement. Otherwise, the next time a guy walks into an opponent's locker room Mm -hmm. and something else happens, what what if Netum goes off on him? Right. All of a sudden, it's like this. Well, it happened. I think it was Toronto. I think Toronto, back when they weren't, I, I think it was like the playoffs last year. I forget who they were playing. They have like separate, you know, tunnels, like sections of the tunnel for home and away. Right. And one of the away was in their home section of the tunnel, and there was there ended up being a huge fight in the tunnel. Like sure? players uh, through punches. I remember that happening in an NBA game. This no, 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 no. All right, let's move forward for just a second here. Uh, Boducha, Boducha, Luther says, "Whatever happened to good sportsmanship? This guy is awful to sure. say the least. I cannot disagree with you. I think uh, Miss Luther, and then Rob Timmons says, PSA Z is a big." douche right that is all yeah tfc Rob fights nyc cannot, cannot disagree with you anyway so let's keep moving forward because we need to get into the next game. just to be clear our nation future segments of this you can ask questions about the non not the non-pitcher thing i'm glad you put a posted a picture of something because it grabbed people's attention but yeah. feel free to ask other things yeah and also well just general let's just start start from now on reading these out so let's get into the next game. We're playing Portland at home. And you know what the bummer is? I won't be here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'll be watching on my uh, little screen, my uh, computer. And I'm just hoping ESPN Plus works when I'm not in the area. I'm assuming they do like geographic something, right? Do they do, yeah, they I do think... locations, right? I cannot watch it here, which is okay. I got the KSL right. app. Right. Where are you going to be? I'm gonna be in the in Phoenix. Right, you'll be fine. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, don't quote me. And if that. not, um, you know, that, that, that's what uh, what's it? Reddit is for. Also, uh, KSL app. Yeah, KSL app. I do have that downloaded, so I'll be fine. But I won't be here, and I'm super disappointed that that I will not be here. So let's talk about that game for just a second here. Yes, um, Portland at home. Portland, who had a horrible very beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. They're playing, I think, most if not all of their games away. All of their games away. Reason being that the stadium renovations. Yeah, stadium reservation uh, renovations because when you have a plastic field, you need to uh, have a nice stadium around it. Yeah, they're adding five thousand seats or something. That stadium is in a nice location, though. I will give them that. Yeah, that's it. Location is really cool. Um, but they just won a couple of games in a row. I think. I think so. Not I think it. They won two. They beat Toronto FC uh, okay. in Toronto. Obviously, two one. That used to be a big freaking deal a couple of years ago. And then before that, they uh, they beat Columbus 3-1. Okay. So uh, Porter's old team beat Porter's new team. Yeah. So Portland's coming to town. But before we talk about Portland, and this is part of Portland game because it's an upcoming game and an upcoming potential lineup. Mm-hmm. We know that Nick Romano is injured. But not really. Like... Okay, maybe no is a strong word there. So let me get your take, because I think you have an opinion or two on that. And I'm going to circle this back around to a lack of media coverage. Right, yeah. So go off. I mean, it's it's like the team has... And other people have commented on this at this point, so I know I'm not being insane. But like when dudes get hurt, 
usually there's like a you know a thing about it like a, a article some piece of information you know reporters someone that, notices some, something someone says something and i feel like with nick Romando, it's this really quiet no one's talking about it it's super dude like the lack of transparency to me is indicative of like the team going to make a statement about it which to me is indicative of it being bigger news um and that worries me because when it comes to because he is listed as injured at this point officially um yeah and where was it i think yeah so doubtful he is doubtful uh for for injury status so not fully out not the not injured but doubtful um, but the, it's two weeks in a row, and there's this like lack of transparency about it. And I don't know if that's just Petke wanting to keep his like hands well, has or he his been cards. About him much? And, and not doesn't look like it. Okay, so there's the problem. But well, it's like, no. is there a big, you know, like is this it for Armando? Did we inadvertently see the last game? I hope not, but I also can't say for certain. No, if that makes sense. All right. <clears throat> Let's cover that last part first. Did I get it backwards? No. Oh. No, no. You got it just correct. But hmm. I cannot for certain say no is the baseline of every conspiracy theory in history. Yeah, I'm not saying I have like information to go put this behind. Um, that is the back. That's the second line of every conspiracy theory. Sure, but like I, I've seen other history. dudes get injured and I've seen how trends how transparent the teams usually are and i'm pretty sure that's that, the third line of every good conspiracy theory no it, it's it's this this injury is not is not being handled how normal injuries are being handled and now it's not you're being defending ta- the top three points yeah, which is the yes. fourth point no i'm not i didn't defend point one or two theory. but point three is an actual point when and Tony was hurt, is denial. It's like the five it's not. Steps. It's not denial. It's like I'm not steps. denying it. I'm not denying that points one and two aren't aren't defendable. I'm saying when Tony Beltran was out for the year, they let us know, hey, Tony Beltran's out for the year. Right. When Jordan Allen was out for the year, they let us know Jordan Allen's out for the year. Right. Nick Romano's hurt. They're not talking about it. That's okay. weird. So you just what you just said, what mm-hmm. you just stated, is a history of honesty and openness. Yes. So why would we expect anything less? Why are we expecting anything less in this case? Now, for all I know, maybe Nick Rondo has some personal issues he needs to deal with. He's chilling on the beach per social media. Okay. Why wouldn't as, he? As of today. Oh, really? In LA? Hmm. I mean, a beach that isn't Utah, clearly. Oh, could be daybreak. They have a lake. It's not a lake. It's oh. the kind of beach where you don't see the other side. Okay, beyond the point. <laughs> now, I don't want to feed into your theory, uh, conspiracy theories. Here's the thing. Okay. I'm not. I'm just going to take the team's word for this. Huh? The only huge mistake that we have done in handling someone in the history that I have that I remember is uh, Javi Mo. And it was terribly handled. And right. that, that, I will never forget that. That's just a horrible, horrible way of handling someone. I have no doubt that... Well, I, okay, I can't say I have no doubt. Mm. You know, your conspiracy theories have made me start questioning stuff. But I have no doubt that... Actually, no. I can say I have no doubt that we will see Nick Romano again and give him a proper send-off. Right. And we're advocating for that chant, the Nick Romano chant, in the 18th minute. Okay. At every home game this year, I'd say we do it, whether he 18th is there. 18th minute being 17... All right, so that, that's all right. Everyone's asking ex- that same question. Yes, because yes. so you guys, math is important. Here's what I'm saying: this. Uh-huh. When I say 18th minute, I say at minute 18, 18 
minutes, zero, zero seconds, there should be a, a loud and clear Necromando chant in Rio Tinto Stadium. Okay. Which probably means you should start in the 18th minute, which is 17 minutes and, and one second. second. Yes. Yes. So, and yes. I do know and remember time tracking and keeping rules there. So, I think Necromando is not going to play this weekend, but that's okay. I do think Necromando is going to play again. There's no conspiracy theories. Mm -hmm. Everything's fine. He's probably injured. He's old. Rest him. It's fine. And one of the reasons it's fine is because I like what I'm seeing out of Putna. Putna is a good backup. Solid backup. I think he had a good game in LA. I think he cannot be blamed for either of the goals. I think no, he had a few no, no, good no. saves and he just kind of controlled the 18 well. It's that's that's it for me for for for, for goalkeeper. It's crazy to think that Putna wasn't the he wasn't the original number two. Remember, it originally Alex Horwath or whatever you however you yeah, pronounce that yeah, was yeah. hurt, ended up having surgery. Yep. Pushed Putna into that second spot, and then Nick Romando got hurt, and yep. Putna had to start. And I was like, "Dude, this is our third string keeper. We're screwed." He had a good game, and then he stood on his head. And he is so. Here's the other thing I'm really impressed with him about, because uh, you know, you know, as fans, we get excited about stuff, right? Yeah. A guy has an incredible game. We're like, oh my god, he's gonna have that kind of game every game for the rest of this year. Right. It doesn't happen. It never yeah, happens for sure. And what I like about him is over the last couple of games, he has just calmed down. He's had solid games. I mean, right. He, I haven't seen that moment from him yet. Yeah, he hasn't, like, stood on his head. He hasn't... I mean, David De Gea last week, I'm not sure if you saw that, like, let a goal in that I might have saved. And I've only played goalie in, like, the futsal league indoor, mm. right? So those things happen. I haven't seen anything crazy from him one way or the other this year. Just solid. And that's what you need your goalie to be. Right. I mean, Nick Romando, don't try to emulate Nick Romando. I mean, do, but you won't. <laughs> right. has tried. Right. Do your own thing. But there's a, there's a reason Nick Romando is Nick Romando. is because once a game, if opportunity is given, he does something stupid right. in a good way. Right, and stupid impressive. Stupid impressive. Something that is the equivalence of scoring a goal on the other side because right. he just saved something that a human being should not be able to save. Absolutely, absolutely. I agree. And that's Nick Romano. He's the greatest. He's the greatest that's ever been. And I don't need a second Nick Romano. Right. I just need a solid goalkeeper. Like, don't make me nervous about the goalkeeper. So I'm going to use that as a transition. Speaking of solid goalkeepers... Um, I was looking at you know a bit of a uh, bit of Portland, mm -hmm. and you know the yard into our old number two, our old backup keeper Atanella. Yep, I liked him when he was here. Yeah, he was good. Um, a solid backup keeper, if there ever was one. Yeah, more or less had the starting spot in Portland. Is that in question? And, I mean, for a while it was. Oh. Um, uh -huh. You know, initially, and they were trying to figure it out, oh, yeah, and then yeah, he the like, and then he yes. like won it, and then he's been starting. He essentially let a ball roll in. Yeah, I think it was against Columbus. I saw that. And this last weekend uh, against Toronto, Steve Clark got the start. No way. For goal. So they like that's just was he savage. Uh, he was on the bench. Huh. Let me make. Let me confirm what I just said. All right, yeah, Atanella was on the bench, so he was healthy. 
Oh, that's bad. Yeah, that's that's the kind of move where I I think. Well, that's the kind of move that a desperate coach makes after he's had. I mean, regardless sure, sure, if he's on the road or not, he's judged against his results. Right. But I yeah, he like let it roll in and. Who was Steve Clark again? The name rings a bell. Ah, you would know him from. Let's look at his his team history here. DC United, uh, AC Horsens in 2017. Not sure what that is. He had 11 appearances there. Columbus Crew, 100 maybe appearances for the crew. That's why. I, okay, that's why I know him from then. Yeah, 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 yeah. From 2014 to 2016. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Okay. Um, yeah, no, that's that's savage. Who's who's a solid starting keeper in his own right? But yeah, um, so Portland kind of mixing it up in the back. It obviously worked out. They ended up winning two one. Uh, <coughs> I think the goalkeeper position, much like the number nine position, mm-hmm. <coughs> which is weird that they're on both ends of the field. It's also the decision, the deciders of most games. It's less. In my opinion, a matter of trying than it is a matter of a skill set and comfortability. You can only try. I don't think any goalkeeper tries not hard. Sure. Right? Yeah. It, it's it, at some point talent matters. Yes. Just yeah. like at the number nine position, you you cannot teach quickness. Well, you can improve it slightly. Trust me, I've tried for mm. years. You cannot teach speed. You can improve it slightly. You can teach shots. You can, do, but you cannot teach you know coolness under pressure. Or it's it. Do those two positions? They just need to be. I think those players need to feel comfortable, especially goalkeeper. I would say goalkeeper even more importantly. If a goalkeeper is worried about his job every single game, I think you're gonna get a bad goalkeeper. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I mean, God knows, Nick Romano. It's a mental game. Horrible, it's, like right. You know, even Alexi Lalas stated not too long ago, well, maybe a few years ago, that Nick Romano is good for one terrible blunder a year. I mean, something. That, and that ratio is probably, if we're going to be honest, yeah. gone up as yeah, time has yeah, progressed. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, but we're talking about terrible blunders, like sure, that something that uh, you know, a, a like letting a like letting a ball save. roll in yeah. behind you. So, okay. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I mean, right. I, I do not want anyone other than us in the Western Conference... Getting points? Well, with just good news in general. Sure. Like, yeah, that's The, the that's more fair. bad news, the better in the Western Conference for me. So, so I don't want to deviate from Portland because we do need to talk about Portland. But speaking of bad news, at least we're not Colorado. Well, okay. So at this point, I think we might just not cover Portland. We got to cover Portland. Well, it's we like can, it's, we can do a post-match quickie. It's 30... Well, we can't do a post-match quickie on Portland. It's... We gotta talk about Portland before right, you right, play right, Portland. Right, let's talk about Colorado. Why are we talking about Colorado? Go ahead. We don't need to talk about Colorado. It's fine. It's just well, no, it's you brought it up. Well, if you followed the page and not just the stuff you posted, you would see that well, I uh, post the fun stuff. Okay. Yeah, I post stuff that people actually need to know. Um, what's his face? Anthony Hudson. Yeah. Flat out threw his team under the bus. That was bad. That was like yeah. I. I was watching that. I'm like, I, and here's the thing. I love to see them do poorly. I do. Yeah. But I was listening to that interview, and I'm like, someone please stop this man. Yeah. Stop this man. Um, I mean, can you imagine practice the next... Oh, by the way, can you rephrase while we're at it? Sure. What sure. He he, to paraphrase, he yeah. simply... He... I don't even want to say imply. He didn't imply. Very clearly. He basically said that there's a giant <laughs> talent gap 
between his players mm-hmm. and other players in the league. Yeah. He like right. It wasn't like I didn't make that up. That's roughly no the that, paraphrase. That's not roughly, that's quite clearly that that was the that's the quote. It blew my mind that yeah he, he yeah. Even, what I was, think he went further. Yeah, he kept going back to it. He <laughs> yeah. kept reading. He, he kept saying that you know. And I'm just given sitting game, there. My players are not good enough to compete with the other players. Yeah, I was like, what is this guy doing? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, what what was practice like the next day? Like, how do you right. go play for that guy now? How do you look at, you know, how do you look him in the eye? That's your leader. Right. That's like leadership. What, not to 101? Yes. Yeah. Anyway, somebody who isn't doing that is Portland's coach, Savarisi, or however you pronounce that. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of looking into their, I, I can't say I've watched a lot of the Timbers this year, but if you don't like Mike Petke substitution patterns, so here's what Portland did substitution-wise in mm-hmm. the last game. 86th minute first sub. They're they're up two one at this oh. point. 86th minute. Well, that's okay. That's not the best. Blanco out. Uh, I hate that guy. That guy yeah. always finds a way to score on us. Um, Diego Chara. It's it was very much a grinded out finish. Diego Chara. 87th minute gets a yellow. 90th minute they pull out uh, Valeri and put in some guy named Polo who that probably just gets drunk minutes. 90 plus five. They uh, put in uh, Villafania and take out Flores. Like, uh, if anyone's still listening, uh, they'll call out an Apollo thing. He's a really good player, actually. Was oh. he starting last year? Was he? Yeah. Andy po- Polo? Polo? Yeah. yeah. Peruvian? Yep. Can't say I know him that well. Yeah. Um, but, like, this is very much a we have the 11 to maybe get a result and let's hope nothing else goes wrong, mm-hmm. which I think bodes well for elevation. Like, if his team, if his plan is to just, you know, assuming that the scoreline isn't already kind of... Because they, they've had our number. Like, all yeah. of last year, they just knew how to get wins against us. It we just had, doesn't seem like the same team this year, though. No, but that's the thing, though. Like, the road in MLS, it's tough, man. It's tough. You haven't slept in your own bed in forever. Yeah. Um, like, week in, week out, you're traveling. That being said... Traveling support doesn't get much better than uh, Timbers Army, and I say that very, very, very begrudgingly. Um, but yeah, it's like I'm I'm hoping elevation does its part. I'm hoping you know actual grass does its part, and and I think we can get get through all three points here. I don't think that's out of the you know out of the realm of possibility. So first of all, I don't I I've never understood, and I'm a subscriber to the Charles Barkley the bouncy ball player as everyone knows mm-hmm. uh, philosophy on away games and he thinks that away games should actually strengthen the team right. not weaken it right as a team mm-hmm. because you're right you do not sleep in your own bed sure, which you means know, you're in a hotel mm-hmm. with I mean what should be your boys right your team right right there's a bonding experience. It's there's a us against the world approach, sure. or should be mm-hmm. at least good teams should have that. So I've never I've never quite understood the away game right. thing. So the fundamental difference is when Charles Barkley was doing it, it was on like a private chartered flight. He probably stayed in a suite, uh, like mm. like you know MLS teams. I heard, I heard NBA players actually share rooms. They got they get two double beds, probably extra long. And that's how they stay. Right. MLS teams like fly commercial. Right. It's brutal. It's brutal. Mm. It's okay. a- unless unless you're flying in like the morning of the game, 
It shouldn't matter. Okay. Okay. Uh, hold go. on. No, no. Yeah, hold yeah on. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So I'm six. I'm I'm a little taller than you. I'm six four. Barely. Yeah. It's not barely. It's it's enough that it matters. Barely. Flying. First of all, the world in general isn't built for people over six feet tall. Yeah. Fact. First of all, most soccer players are under six feet tall. So let's sure, see but the mere Krylock, not under six feet tall. How old is how tall is he? I think he's like six two, six three. M okay. Silva, not under six feet tall. There, uh, Patna, not under six feet tall. There are plenty of dudes who aren't under six feet tall. Enough that it matters. Flying commercial when you're over six feet tall is the stuff nightmares are made out of because the seats currently don't fit your legs. Fact. A business class. These guys aren't flying business class. They must be flying They're not class. flying business uh, class. They, they look, should be flying Southwest then. Look at their social media. They it's, should be flying Southwest. All I'm okay, well, Southwest doesn't fly everywhere. They need to fly. I'm sure that there's a pre negotiated uh, contract uh, with Delta or whatever. Carry on. Carry Travel on. in MLS is brutal. It's not as nice as it is in other sports in, right. in America or you know the nice two-hour bus ride in in the UK or yeah, Germany or those France. Are nice. Those look. Oh, they take the yeah. train. Those right, and the nice. and the yeah. buses are like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know beds. Poor buses. Right. Um, travel is rough. They're flying right. commercial. It's not ideal. The road in the MLS is tough. If you look at it statistically, it road games are like it's it's noticeably more. I'm not difficult. arguing with the stats. Yeah. Right. So. The whole, like, it should be... I don't know what it should or shouldn't be. I'm, I'm not a professional athlete. I never made my living traveling to other cities right. to play a game. Um, knowing what the road is like from what players and coaches and everyone talks about, I'm anticipating a very tired Timbers team. I'm hoping RSL can put themselves in a position to take advantage of that. That's what I'm really trying to get at. Okay. So you're not talking general here. You're talking specific for this weekend. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about this weekend. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, then I will not go on the my soapbox. Excuse the pun. Of, um, you know, what I was going to talk about. Because, you know, I just, I just don't get it. The, the traveling thing. You're talking to a guy who has literally flown into a city. Uh-huh. Gone into a marathon of meetings that day and right. flown out of a city. Yeah, but you never had to run for ninety minutes in any of those marathons. I would rather run for ninety minutes no. than go into no. a nine-hour marathon of meetings. There's fundamentally While something different. While you have to keep your mental focus. Sure, and, and I'm not and, saying it's and, easy. And, and your and your shirt has to be tucked in. Right, and once again, not saying it's easy. You can't compare those two. You can't. Physical, I think mine was tougher. You're wrong. Well, that's your opinion, but you haven't tried the others, so you don't know. I, well, neither have you. So we're just two opinions. Fundamentally, it's two dudes with an opinion. Right, yes. So predictions. Predictions is I have no freaking idea. I haven't watched a lick of the Timbers this year. I mean, I've seen highlights. Highlights. Go. Cool. Um, however, if that second half team shows up, mm-hmm. that showed the second half RSL team that came out in uh, Carson. Right. We should stop calling it LA. Just for the sake of there's an actual LA right. team. Right. right, or just go with Galaxy. Yeah, so if the team, if the second 45 in the team from the Galaxy game shows up, I don't care who we're playing. We can play the Galaxy again, mm-hmm. especially at home, because of all the stats you were about to mention. Mm-hmm. Um, or the LAFC team, or Atlanta from last year team, yet alone this Portland team. Right. I think this is one of those weird scenarios where we don't even need to. We don't need to care how they play. We know who their big players are. Right. Go right? cover them. Yeah. So account for them, and we do us. 
right? We we show up the way we show up in the second forty-five of the last game, and we're just fine. So, so what's I'm, your I'm, prediction? My prediction is like we might go for like a nice easy two-zero at home. Oh, I was gonna say three-one. Hmm, because. Psychologically speaking, there's no research in this as far as I know, but it's always easy to predict the opposite team scoring one because then if they score early, you're not completely messed up in your head. Let's go with that. I like it. Well, so wait, you got 3-1, I got 2-0 against Portland. Yes, sir. Arsenal Nation, I'm kind of, kind of sorry we didn't cover the Portland game too much, but I think the I think Galaxy game was... Worthy of discussion. Worthy of discussion, and I... You have to remember now that uh, this episode started with me singing. Yeah, an hour and 40 minutes ago. Yeah. This was a long one. Definitely not a post-match quickie, which yeah. will be coming your way. Are you going to be able to even hop on a call? I'm going to be able to hop on a call. All yes. right. You will have both of us, not just my crazy yeah. behind talking to myself. Arsenal Nation, we love you. We hope you're still listening. If not, we won't take it personally. Adios.